Welcome to the Christian Ministry Church Podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's sermon by Pastor Tim Brooks. Well, are you ready to receive the word today? One of the most talked about topics in the Bible is sin. The early 1900 revival preachers, they preached every sermon was sin and hell. That had a three and a half foot long index finger that they would use when preaching those sermons. And they could spit all the way to the 10th row as they preached on hell and on sin and how hot hell was. And it was a hard message. It was a hard message. So over the years, we have migrated to sermons that are more uplifting, more encouraging, more feel good. And, and, and I get it. I'm not excited about hearing a sermon on sin and hell and judgment and and wrath. It's much more enjoyable to hear on love and forgiveness and God's favor is on you. Oh, pastor, preach on that verse. He blesses whatever I put my hand to. That's a good one. I like preaching on that. And boy, when you preach on how much God loves you, uh, everybody walks out, boy, pastor was good today. Whoo, that was great. All the way home, man, that was a good sermon. When you tell everybody they're going to hell, you don't get a lot of accolades. Uh, you know, I get that. Uh, not a lot of really positive comments about your sermon on the ride home. But, but just because we more like love and forgiveness and God's favor, the issue of sin does not go away. It's just, you know, it's still in there, and it's still in there a whole lot. Um, But today, I've been thinking about this for quite a while now as I've been working on this sermon for for a long time. Uh, A big problem that we're facing today, uh, and and it's an oversight, but it's a problem for conservative evangelicals. That, That would be us. We have become so preoccupied fighting, standing against huge, major sins in this culture. We're talking about major sins that are being forced on us by our government. Our government forcing elementary school teachers to teach that it's normal, it's okay, you don't be embarrassed, and to teach this to our elementary kids what God calls is an abomination and going to bring his wrath, and, and the government is forcing our teachers to teach this is an acceptable lifestyle? Whoa! Sins that God says is an abomination, and we're supposed to teach them, embrace them, accept them, and endorse them. We got major store chains that we all daily use celebrating a whole month of sin, of abomination to God. Places of business. I mean, you own the business, you borrowed the money, you built the business, and your place of business being told by our government, you have to hire these people that God says clearly his wrath is on. I don't want them bringing that in my business and I don't have a right. Here are churches, houses of worship, ordaining and marrying 
a lifestyle of sin? Wow. Today, conservative evangelicals are so preoccupied. We're consumed on the major sins of this society, and rightfully so. We need to be. But a problem is we lose sight of the need to deal with our own personal subtle sins. The title of today's message is, it's a tiny sin, just a tiny sin. The apostle Paul wrote, we're to put to death sin in our own lives. And clearly we have an active role in dealing with sin in our own life. Romans 8, Ephesians 5, Colossians 3, you put to death the sinful earthly things that are lurking inside you. But the problem today is where this culture is, where this government administration right now is leading, daily we got to deal with these huge sins that our government is endorsing and pushing. And and while we fight against that, while we're standing against that, church, we can't lose sight of little tiny sin in our personal life. Sin, regardless of the size of it in our minds, it has consequences in our personal lives. Just a little tiny sin, just a little tiny sin of your mouth, it can get you divorced. I mean, just a little tiny sin of your temper, it can get you fired. You know, just a little tiny sin can cause you to go broke the way you manage your money. Just a little tiny sin can cause you to lose your health. You know, anger will cause a heart attack, cause a stroke. Just little tiny insignificant sins will move us out of the blessed abundant life that God has for you. Selfishness, just unkind words, gossip. These are just tiny sins. Oh, come on, I haven't murdered anybody. I'm not a thief. Well, man, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, everybody's, nobody's perfect. Everybody, I've got a little, couple little tiny sins, but oh, dear Lord, I'm not murdering anybody. Well, the Bible is very clear, Ephesians 4 and 5, gossip, jealousy, telling lies, letting anger control you. Read Colossians chapter 3, foul language, just foul language that you use during the day, obscene stories, foolish talk coarse jokes. Verse 4 says, these aren't for you. These are not for you. Then verse 5, I mean, verse 5 and 6 goes on. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. Verse 7, don't participate in these things. Ephesians 5 verse 8, for you were once full of darkness, but now you have light, so live as people of the light. Verse 10, Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Verse 15, be careful how you live. Our president, in a recent speech addressing a gay and transgender group, said, you are the bravest, most courageous people I've ever met. Who heard that? Who's heard that? Y'all hear him? That speech he gave, you're the bravest, most courageous people. You've you, you got to be kidding me right now. 
really? You, you just said that? Now, this church is fighting the direction of an administration that's taken our nation in a wrong way. You're the bravest, most courageous men and women I've ever met. And, and I think about the men and women who signed up to serve this nation, giving of their time, stopping their own personal agenda, putting their very life on the line, willing to die for people they don't even know so that they can live free. and, And this president stands before a group that are totally consumed with selfishness. No fault of anybody else. Their only thought is their sexual pleasure, their carnal, selfish desire, a group that is not serving anybody else, not even thinking about how my actions affect my mom and my dad, how my actions right now are affecting anybody else that I grew up with, You're talking about consumed with selfishness, and our president says you're the bravest that I've ever met. I'll never say to men and women in a lifestyle of sin, bringing wrath of God and judgment, I'll never say you're honorable and you're brave. The people of Sodom and Gomorrah are not the bravest people I've ever read about. I would say they're the most selfish people I ever read about the most self-absorbed people I ever read about, the most self-gratifying people I ever read about, but they sure not the most honorable and the bravest. Our president gives a speech to a gay and transgender group and says, you're the bravest men and women I've ever met. And I'm thinking, we daily have firefighters that a building is ablaze and they run into that building looking for somebody who they don't even know to rescue and get out of that fire. I think about our policemen that stop a car and walk up after dark on that car, not knowing what that thug has laying in the seat of his car, and they walk up there just to keep us safe on the roads. You know, I even think about roofers who are putting a roof on a 12-12 pitch roof because somebody wanted a steep roof on their house and they're on a 12-12 pitch roof nailing shingles on just to bless you, just so you will have the house that you want. You know, I think about electricians that are handling thousands of volts of electricity that one small slip up would fry you to a crisp. You'd be like a French fry, boom, instantly fry you just to get comfort into your home. And this president tells a group of people that don't know if they're a boy or a girl, you're the bravest men and women I've ever met. I want all of the military, all of the police force, all of the first responders in this church, I want you to know you're the bravest men and women I've ever met. Thank you, thank you for not living your life to gratify your lustful, sinful pleasure, but you've lived your life to serve and to give 
and to protect a community of people, most of who you don't even know their name. Our military, our first responders, our police, our law enforcement, all of you here. I want y'all to stand right now. All of our military, all of our, all of you first, y'all stand right now all over this place. I want this church to thank you, thank you, thank you for what you've done. And you can take a picture of this right here. Mr. President, I want you to know, here's the bravest men and the women that we've ever met. And you need to know that. Thank you. This church is in a fight for a biblical, moral lifestyle that brings God's blessings on a nation. And you have to easily, obviously, know which bathroom to go in and which bathroom you need to stay out of. In the midst of this fight, I just want to remind us that we can get so focused on these huge sins. We can get so worked up, as I just did, over these huge sins that it's easy for us to forget just a tiny sin. At this point, I'm to the place in my notes that I have dreaded for weeks. I have not looked forward to this place in my notes, but it has now appeared. I must deliver this. God does not see huge or tiny in measurements of sin. I use a tape measure pretty much every day. I use a ruler. I'm measuring. We daily measure things. You can't go to the post office and mail a box that you don't have to measure the box. Every piece of clothing we put on has a size. It has a measurement. Our minds are geared to measurements and sizes. Church, God doesn't have a tape measure clipped to his sash where he measures your sin, or what you just did, or what you just thought. God does not have a petite, a small, a large. God doesn't have a 4X. The title today is, it's just a tiny sin. It's just not biblical. It's just not God's thinking. It's not the way God does. Sin separates us from God. Sin has consequences in our life, and God warns us about sin and its effect in our life. And God says, don't do this, not because he's trying to ruin your life and keep you from having any fun. God says, don't do this, because when you do, here's what's going to happen in your life. God never says, here are a list of sins that bring his wrath and his judgment And here is a list of tiny sins that everybody does, so you're good. There are not two lists of sin in the Bible. There's not a huge list and a tiny list. There's not a huge list of sin that God calls the church to stand against. And a tiny list that everybody does, it's no big deal. God doesn't say to the Holy Spirit, no big deal, that's just a tiny one. God doesn't say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, nobody's perfect. 
He didn't say that. As a matter of fact, God says, be ye perfect as I am perfect. Whoa. As we today stand and take a strong stand against sin, against the huge sin in this culture today, I just want you to know that it'd be easy for us in today's battle to forget and to overlook what we call or what we think of as just a tiny sin. God says about sin, don't excuse it, don't participate in it, be careful to determine what pleased the Lord. Be, God says, be careful how you live. God says to be perfect as he is perfect. It's easy to say, well, at least I'm not a drug dealer. I'm not a prostitute. I'm not running a prostitution ring. I'm not a bank robber. And we applaud you. We're glad you're not. Thank you for not robbing our banks out here. We appreciate that. But, but we can't overlook tiny sin. We can't because it has an effect in our life. Have you ever had a tiny rock in your shoe? I was working yesterday and I, I just collapsed. I sat down on the ground. I was hurting so bad. I pulled my boot off and poured out a rock that I thought was this big around. And it fell out and it hit the leaf in the woods where I was. And it was about this big. I said that thing had me completely crippled. And I couldn't hardly see it when it came out of my boot. You ever had a tiny, that's just a tiny sin. Have you ever had a tiny rock in your shoe? Have you ever had a tiny grain of sand in your eye? I had to go one time to a doctor because we couldn't even see it with a magnifying glass and a spotlight. I, it was so small in my eye, I had to go to a doctor and get it taken out. I'm talking about huge, tiny. This thing was tiny, tiny, and the doctor had to get the thing. Boy, I mean, it was affecting my whole body. You ever had a tiny bug go down your ear? I have. That's... Have you ever had a tiny kidney stone? You ever had one fly? Why out of this whole world? Does one fly when I'm asleep in my recliner have to land on my nose or on my eyelid? Uh, you swatch. I'm thinking, surely there's some food spilled in there on the floor of the kitchen. He could go in there and get that. But he's flying around. Dude, and he just lands on me. I mean, you ever had one tiny mosquito? See, the message today is with all the huge sin we're being forced to deal with, we can't lose sight of the importance of just a tiny sin in our own life. Romans chapter 1 verse 18 says the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. I don't know if you've ever looked that up. Ungodliness, the wrath of God is loosed on ungodliness. You know a person may be nice, respectable, a good citizen, but still a very ungodly person. Romans 1.18, his wrath is loosed on ungodliness. Now there's a difference in ungodliness and unrighteousness. Unrighteousness refers to a sinful action, which a thought or whether it's a word, whether it's your actions, there's unrighteousness. But do you know there's ungodliness? There's a lot of morally decent people that are just ungodly. 
And the wrath of God is loosed on ungodliness. The definition of ungodliness is living one's everyday life with little or no thought of God. Living one's daily life with little or no thought of God's will, God's plan, and God's purpose. Do you know what a person can be friendly, courteous, helpful? Just no thought of God. I mean, they may even go to church once a week. But they live their life as if God doesn't even exist. Not wicked, just ungodly. In Romans 1.18, the wrath of God is loosed on ungodliness. Just a tiny sin, tiny, the wrath of God is loosed on it. Listen very carefully as I read to you James chapter 4, verse 13. Listen very carefully. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such a town and spend a year there. We'll trade, make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live, we will go, we will do this. Now, I want you to think about that. What James is saying here and what he's not. James does not condemn people from going into a town, starting a business, and making a profit. He does not condemn that. He condemns doing that without a God consciousness. See, he he condemns doing that with, God, what is your will? What is your purpose for me as to go into this town, as to start this business, as to make a profit? God, what would you have? See, it's ungodliness. It's not making money. It's not having a thought about God. And in our plans, in our business, day in and day out, are we ungodly? You're not a bad person. There's just no thought of God his will, his purpose in what you're doing today. Romans says the wrath of God is loosed on that. The Bible over and over lists self-righteousness, pride, gossip, sarcasm, unkind words. 1 Timothy 4, 7 tells us, train yourself in godliness. Train yourself in godliness. Today, we're just talking about what we consider to be tiny sins. Well, Tim, I'm not out robbing banks, and we're glad about that. But are you aware anxiety is a sin? Matthew 6 says, don't be anxious for nothing. Are you jerked up? Or or do you live live anxious? Do you live worried? That's a sin. 1 Peter 5, you and I are to throw the weight of all of our worries over on God. Well, Tim, I'm not out running a prostitution ring. Well, I'm, and I'm glad, but do you know discontentment is a sin? The apostle Paul said, look, I've had money. I've had no money. I've learned whatever state I'm in, I'm just be content. I'm just happy. Are you a discontent person? Do you always need to be somewhere else? you got to always quit this job and go get in another job. you always got to go do one more thing. I'm tired of doing this. i got to do something else. I, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. you you just you got an itch that can't be scratched. You, it's sin. Do you know that unthankfulness is a sin? You remember Jesus cleansed 10 lepers and only one came back to thank him? So wh- where's the other nine? See, the Bible's full of be thankful. 
thank, are you a thankful, grateful person? Or do you just live pretty unthankful? Worldliness, the desire to be like the world, the desire to entertain yourself like the world entertains. You know, the, the Bible has much to say about this. And it's, it's tragic, but Christians can become very worldly in their actions, in their entertainment, in their dress, in their mannerisms. That's worldly. That's worldly. Now, church today, this is not a negative message. And I want you to know this is not a message where you're thinking of to yourself right now, I wish I would not have come today. Had I known this, I would have stayed at home. It's not that kind of message. Because when we have something growing in our body that's making us hurt, that's causing us problems, I want to go to a surgeon and have this cut out. I want to have this removed. I'm not okay with this thing just keeping on growing on the inside of me. Now, going to a surgeon is not fun. But boy, I feel good about it when this is gone. I want this out from away from me. Get this out. That's not fun. It's not fun to talk about. It's not fun to go through. But boy, I want relief. I will feel good when this is over. See, tiny sin. And, and today, I'm just so glad you're out here and you're not in huge sin. I'm, I'm glad about that. I'm, I'm glad you're not running a human trafficking business, kidnapping little children and selling them. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I don't even know what to say about that. I can't even carry on an intelligent conversation about that. Horrible. And I'm so glad that we don't have several of those rings operating in our church. That's, that's good. But... But do you have a little worry? I'm just asking, are you walking a little discontent? Are you, are you just an unthankful person for where you live, where we enjoy life, our friends, the people we're around, thankful for my church? Just, I just want, I'm just thankful. Or are you kind of an unthankful person? Uh, do you use a lot of unkind words? Uh, are, you a, are you a gossip? I mean, we're just... And I want to live in peace. I, I want to live in joy. And I want you, I want you to live daily blessed. I, I want you to live your life under the shelter of his wings. I want you to live your life where his angels are hovering around you. I want you to live your life directed by the Holy Spirit. Well, there is a lifestyle that produces that. There is a lifestyle that makes that happen. But here's what I want you to know. There is a lifestyle that produces a curse. It produces nothing works for you. You're always broke. You're always in lack. You've always got a problem. You've always got a need. You See, there's a lifestyle you're living that does not produce what you're wishing you had. There's a lifestyle that looses God's wrath on your life. No doubt God loves everybody. No doubt his arms are wide open for the prodigal who wants to come home. But he made it clear what we do in the life we live 
opens the windows of heaven that pours out blessings on you, or what we do looses his wrath. It looses cursings upon your daily life. And we've got to know that. Today, we're just talking about the fact that all that's going on in our culture today, sin that is unimaginable, sin that I can't even wrap my mind around, why would the wicked of most wicked ever want to do that? Sin that God says brings a wrath on people. We're in a battle, and we're fighting back the darkness. We're taking a stand, and we're saying, not here in our school will we ever teach that. Not here in our church will we ever do that. Not here in our community will we ever tolerate that. And we're taking a stand. But the point today it's very easy for all of us to watch the headline news and see all that's going on and overlook tiny sins in our own life. There's two big problems in this. Number one, God does not measure. He doesn't define. He doesn't identify huge, horrible sins and tiny sins. That's not the way God does God doesn't see huge or tiny where it comes to sin. And the second problem is all sin has consequences. And I got to tell you that. For us to live in peace in our home, for us to live in peace in our family, we got to get rid of the sin of our mouth, foolish talk, coarse words. For our health, we got to get rid of anxiety and worry. For our minds, we've got to get rid of fear, and we've got to live with a sound mind, not a spirit of fear. See, this church wants you blessed by God. You're in a church that wants you living the life that God has for you. Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundant. Since that is our desire, we have to tell you what keeps that from happening? We have to. If our desire is for you to be blessed, then I have to tell you what will keep you from that happening in your life. We're not mean, I'm not intolerant, and we're not a bigot. We love people enough to tell you that lifestyle won't work, man. It won't work. See, we love people more than we love big numbers and offerings. We love people enough. This will make you mad. This will offend you. You'll leave this church and those intolerant biggest. But I got to tell you, I can't pat you on the back and say, oh, we love you over something you're doing that's going to kill, steal, or destroy your life. And you can know the degree somebody loves you by the willingness of that person to tell you what will hurt you. You can know the degree they care about you. That'll, that lifestyle will get you. I'm not going to accept, I'm not gonna agree, nor am I going to endorse what I know will kill, steal, 
and destroy. Absolutely. This church isn't backing down. Our stand is against sin. It's clear and it's evident what bathroom you need to use. And I want all the men to know you stay out of the bathroom that my wife, my daughter, and my grandgirls go in. You stay out of that bathroom. But today I want you to know we can't overlook the sin that each of us deal with. We're taking a stand against sin. Well, that's good. Are you a little worried? Are you a little anxious? Are you, are you a little ungodly? We're taking, I'll tell you, we're not going to let sin in our community. Man, that's great. We're going to have to. But are you unkind? Are you a little jealous? You got a little gossip going on? You know, we got to look at this. We got to get rid of it. Ephesians and Colossians says, put it off. Get rid of it. And you pursue what is pleasing to the Lord. Y'all stand. Whatever it is today, let's just, yes, we're taking a stand. We're not backing up. We're shaking our fists and saying, devil, not here. But just in your own life, you a little worried? Got a little fear? I mean, got a little, what is it going on in your own life? Let's deal with it. Let's don't let the enemy rob us. All over this place, Lord, right now, I got a little worry in my heart. What is it? Just, God, I got a little fear. God, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm, I'm a little jerked up about this. Today, I trust you. I'm not going to be anxious about what's going to happen. I'm not going to be jerked up over whether this is going to happen, whether it's not. Lord, I trust you with my life. Come on, right now, all over this place, just a little fear, whatever it is. We're glad you're not robbing banks today, but what is it? What is it? God, I turn that over to you. I'm getting that out of my life. Lord, forgive me for gossip. Forgive me for just profane words that I use during the day. I got to get this profanity out of my mouth. Lord, I, I'm just asking you to forgive me the anger. God, I just get mad. I just get angry. Lord, I'm, I'm getting that out. I'm getting that out today. And Lord, I'm going to live my life free. I'm going to live my life in a place where your blessings can be poured out on my home, my life. Lord, today, we honor you we repent of our sin, and we turn from our wicked ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.